Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1964. This is an episode with major implications for both Rise of Skywalker and the old expanded universe. It's Resistance Briefing on the Relic Raiders, season two, episode seven of Star Wars Resistance. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So yes, this is a spoiler-filled review and look at episode 7 from season 2 of Resistance, The Relic Raiders. And it's fun that the phrase Raiders is used considering that we're going into a temple and getting a relic out of a temple. And we're encountering literal Raiders, literally named Raiders in this particular regard makes you think, of course, of Raiders of the Lost Ark, naturally, and there's even a section on the Wikipedia rundown of this episode that's called Temple of Doom, subsection of it, because, of course, it involves a Sith temple, which would be, in fact, a Temple of Doom in its own right. So, the Colossus arrives at the planet Ashes Ray, which we are told is the only civilized planet this far out, this far out, quote-unquote, and the Colossus is not only short on supplies, but short on money, too, and yet Captain Doza trusts a credit chip in the hands of Casiono and sends him and a team off to go to Ashes Ray and stock up on supplies with the shopping list that he's given them. Well... The kids, Kel and Ayla, the Force-sensitive kids from the Children of Tehar episode back on Season 1, are stir-crazy and beg Kaz to let them stow away on board. And he says, okay, and what could possibly go wrong? Which is a huge wink-wink, nudge-nudge, because of course we all know something's going to go wrong because of the kids. But anyway, they get down to the planet and the outpost is abandoned with painting on the walls that says, beware and evil and go away. And yet, you know, they decide, well, you know, we're just going to take all the supplies anyway because, you know, why let them go to waste if everybody's gone? Which, you know, I guess seems reasonable on one hand, but on the other, it's kind of, you know, ransacking the place. But be that as it may. The kids naturally go off when they're not supposed to go off and wander into a temple and then wander deeper into a another temple within a temple. And of course, it's a Jedi temple because it, you know, makes the kids feel like the temple that was on their planet originally. But when they hear this help me, help me voice and they go deeper into the temple, they actually are going into a Sith temple. And we find out that it was a Jedi temple that was built on top of a Sith temple. And hijinks ensue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. But there is a relic hunter by the name of Mika Gray who is trapped and who was the one yelling, help, help. And she is hunting for Sith relics and her goal is to keep them from falling into First Order hands. Well, it turns out the First Order has tracked her from the planet Vargos 9, first appearance of that anywhere in canon. And it's not just your typical First Order troopers. They are First Order Raiders. That's the name of this particular type of trooper. They are specialized troopers that are hunting for Sith relics for their supreme leader. 
And that builds on information that we've already gotten about Kylo Ren and what his deal is going to be in The Rise of Skywalker. The notion that he is seeking secrets about the Force from the depths of the dark side. So, you know, the fact that we have Sith Troopers and Sith Jet Troopers that will be appearing in The Rise of Skywalker, like, yes, he is diving more deeply into crazy Sith stuff, which is probably what is going to end up triggering... Palpatine to get involved in this whole thing. I don't know. What we do know for sure is that he is absolutely digging into the whole Sith history and these raiders only give us more information about that fact or more confirmation about that fact. But in this particular case, it's not going to work out for the First Order raiders because this Sith relic can apparently be used as a vaporizing weapon and it has to get used that way to eliminate the First Order troopers so that our heroes can escape from the planet. However, Mika Gray's ship was destroyed by the First Order raiders and so she has to join the Colossus team and head back aboard their ship. So who knows what Mika Gray's deal is going to be in episodes going forward, but this is a rather remarkable insight into the rise of Skywalker and what we might be learning about Kylo Ren and his activities in that intervening time period between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Now, as for the other thing that is important about this, the thing that has to do with the expanded universe, well, I'll talk about that after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com SW7X7. Welcome back. So, the thing about the Expanded Universe, Ashes Ray is a planet that has already appeared in the old Expanded Universe. In fact, it is a planet that existed within the Sith Empire, like this part of the galaxy that's in, if you're looking at a flat picture of the galaxy, it would be in the northeast area of the map. It's a part of the galaxy that was ruled by the Sith, and it's not too far off from the planet Korriban, or Moriband, depending on you know, which one you're using. Korriban is what it was known in antiquity, at least this is how it's been put to us, but Moriband is its name now. But that is the Sith homeworld, and it's not too far away from that planet. So if that is actually where Ashes Ray is in the new canon, now that we visited it, and we don't know for sure because we're not getting galactic maps <laughs> along with these episodes, unfortunately, so, you know. Uh, there's every reason to believe that it's probably in the same place, but how the Colossus ended up in former Sith territory is really strange, number one, but number two, going back to the whole expanded universe thing, if we're bringing Ashes Ray back into the canon and we're showing that there was a Sith temple on Ashes Ray, well, it kind of opens the door for a lot of Sith Empire history to be brought back into the canon. And when you combine that with the whole thing about Kylo Ren searching for you know, Sith secrets and whatnot, well, that seems to indicate that we are going to learn more about the history of the Sith and that the fine folks at Lucasfilm may be starting to integrate some of that stuff back into the canon. So I think we're probably gonna look <laughs> at some Sith stuff in more detail this week. 
But the one other thing I wanted to flag for you is that the Jedi Path was a book that Ryan Johnson consulted in doing his work for The Last Jedi, including the bit about Luke Skywalker being able to project himself onto Crate. So that's interesting because Ashes Ray is also mentioned in the Book of Sith, which is the companion book to The Jedi Path. And wouldn't it be interesting if J.J. Abrams was like, oh, you looked at that Jedi Path one? I'll look at that Book of Sith one and do something with that. And even Anthony Daniels has said that you know Chris Terrio, who is the co-writer of The Rise of Skywalker, was kind of like a Star Wars archaeologist. That may not have been the exact word he used, but I think I'm paraphrasing reasonably close to what he was saying. That he was immersing himself deeply in the lore of Star Wars. And I think the Book of Sith would certainly qualify as something along those lines. So there you go. That is going to do it for our conversation so far about the Relic Raiders, or at least <laughs> that'll do it for this conversation about the Relic Raiders, but there's a lot more to talk about, I think. And so, yeah, we'll explore that in another episode, but that's going to do it for this one. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL, Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.